Fourth and Forever has made it all the way to beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, just one hour away from Tuscaloosa, where the Crimson Tide call home, and where Steve Sarkeesian and Mac Jones lit up defenses like a Christmas tree. He was his coordinator at Alabama, so let's see what made them so successful as Crimson Tide. Sitting down with Mac Jones, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Uh, I understand you got you got a lot going on, apparently, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, uh, some big job opportunities in yeah. your future. Um, I mean, things are funneling towards San Francisco, but at this point, who knows, right? Yeah. So we were just getting into, right before we started filming, you are talking about all these Zoom meetings, and, and we were talking about getting ready for the Combine and how right. things are so different this year. Talk about these Zoom meetings, because yeah. I, I remember some of the weirdest stuff that I experienced. You know, the, the whole point of this Combine is to find out what's wrong, right? right? Like, yeah. you've done everything so well, now right. it's okay. Why can't you be our quarterback? True. Let's let's you know poke at him, prod at him, and find out where he's deficient. Right. Yeah. So how has that been virtually? Yeah. You said you got two camera setups. How, how does that work? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I got a tripod and I have like a whiteboard camera. So most of the teams, you know, you talk to them, mm -hmm. introduce yourself, tell me about your family, this right. and that, and then they want to get into talking ball. And it's easy for me. I just have my tripod, look straight at the whiteboard, hop okay. up there, hey, draw this or whatever the situation may be. And it just makes it easier when you have like two cameras. <laughs> so a lot of guys yeah. probably just have the one, but for me, it's just easier, you know, drawing it up um, there and then ask questions about the place. A little bit like speed dating, yeah, right? Literally. Like, <laughs> like, tell me everything about you and, yeah, and, and then let me know if we're a good fit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they get an hour, but I mean, it's different probably from when you had to do it, but yeah. you know, we get it, we get it done. I mean, they learn about you and then talk ball and just depends. Sometimes they want to learn about you for 45 minutes and mm -hmm. talk 15 minutes of ball, but some teams are the opposite, so. How about um, weirdest question, toughest question you got? Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting ones I got was like, if you didn't have success in the NFL, what would that be attributed to? So I was like kind of thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty hard yeah. question <laughs> to answer because you don't want to be like, right, well, I mean, I'm not going to not have success, but. And success is relative in some ways. Exactly, like but. I didn't really even know how to answer it. I was like, I mean, hopefully I don't get injured, but that probably wouldn't help and other things like that. But uh, yeah. that was a tough one for me. I remember the big one when I was coming out was like, what do you hate most about football? Yeah. I was like, you know, and everybody kind of says losing. Yeah. Like, that that kind of became the answer. Sure. So everybody like coached you up to say like losing, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then it just kind of found its way out of yeah. the questioning. Literally. <laughs> out of the interrogation. It's just it. like, they, all right, we got that they one. They found the yeah. loophole. <laughs> um, so... We sat down with your your uh, offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, yesterday, and um, he had nothing but great things to say about you and the way you process. What was so interesting to me is how efficient you are with your deep ball throws. Yeah. And I mean, deep ball accuracy, like you can win with, you know, 30%, hitting like 30% of your deep balls if you're efficient in your intermediate and underneath throws. Yeah. Do you know where you finish with your deep ball accuracy? <laughs> when we were talking about, I mean, like 59% or whatever you 59 said. 59%, <laughs> which is astronomical. Yeah. Like, okay, so Tua Tungavailoa, you know him. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Haskins, and Burrow were some of the best, okay? Yeah. Look at look at these stats. <laughs> Tua's 52%, and yeah. he threw a great deep ball. Kyler's 45. 45. These guys are mid and low 40s. Joe Burrow, number yeah. one pick overall. I mean. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I knew it was good, but I never saw the other numbers. <laughs> I mean, so it felt like as the season went on, just like any quarterback, when you're playing well and, and you kind of hit your groove, there's like a confidence to you. There's yeah. a little, um, gosh, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett used to say like, 
you got to have a little shit in your neck. Yeah. And like, at first, when I first heard yeah, it, I was like, that's that kind of weird. But like, you got to have something to yeah. you to play this position. And it seemed like Sark was just like pulling that out of you. The momentum, the, the, the wave you guys were riding was yeah. there. How does that not get too big? How, how do you have this incredible discernment of when to throw it, yeah. when not to throw it on these deep shots? Yeah, I think Sark obviously did a good job calling the right plays at the right time, but I always knew on like the first and second down deep shots that I could check the ball down whenever yeah. I had to. So he never you know, pushed me to do it or not do it. He just said, you know, it's first and second down. Don't feel bad if you A, throw it away, or B, hit a running back or tie it in on the yeah. check down. So I always knew I had that like safety blanket. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe other teams or whatever, they just force it down there. Right, And right. there's only a very few, I mean, less than a handful of times that I did that. Um, so I just had that confidence and, all right, Sark's not going to be mad at me if I don't hit it, but I also have the go to hit it. Yeah. So you kind of got the green light and then you can also hit the red light and check it down. Yeah. So I just felt like that definitely helped and having a good line obviously helps yeah, when you no can doubt. get it down the field no and, and all that stuff. But it was a lot of fun to be able to throw it deep. And and it was clear you were so comfortable in your own skin this last season. Yeah. But getting there, right? Because yeah. it was a process to get there, and it takes a long time. I'm sure <laughs> there were some, you know, lonely nights where you're like, man, I'd love to be playing somewhere. Right. You know, multiple years, you yeah. sit, watch Jalen Hurts, watch Tua. So did you get a chance to iron out some of those decision-making things in practice, like, because yeah. Sark, Sark made a point of you banking reps. So yeah. how much did that help you, banking those reps, watching yeah. those guys? Yeah, I think, like, that term was a great term because you're kind of putting it in your pocket. You got an investment on the reps. So yeah. even when Tua or Jalen or somebody, you know, even a scout team guy like me or whatever, we went in there and messed up versus whatever coverage I would remember, okay, well, Jalen tried this because we run generally the same plays. Yeah. Like, okay, Jalen tried this. First cover two, you know, I'm not going to try it. But I remember the specific reps. So sure, sure. It was just good to to sit in there and learn and just not let things go over my head. And sure. one one guy's a starter, but everyone has to be ready to roll. I mean, you know that. But um, I just learned from them. And, and then obviously the best way to learn is messing up yourself. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so you have no to doubt. get in there and do it yourself. But when you can have those years of almost like you already were the starter, but you weren't just getting yeah. the reps. So that helped in a way. But... It's hard to sit there, like you said, and just yeah. wait and like, all right, I can do this. I can make this throw. And then but, with Coach Saban, would he just ever like come to you on scout team? Like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? Like, I mean, my man rules with an iron fist. Now. Literally. Like, just like, yeah, or was, did he say thank you for helping the defense? Like, what was that dynamic I mean, like? Deep down inside, like he definitely loved it, but he couldn't like just let me do my own thing. <laughs> so he had to yell at me, a couple hat throws, a couple like. Nice. Yeah, you know, him okay. ripping me or whatever, but. Like, at the end of the day, I wasn't just going to sit back and throw a pick to the guy that circled on the yeah, card. Isn't that the worst? Like, yeah. on scout team where they're like, hey, just, you yeah. know, give us a look here. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, hey, I can't just practice. You yeah, know, that's practice like practicing air balls. Literally. And playing yeah. basketball. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> that is a great analogy. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, really yeah, funny. I mean, yeah, it was it was fun on the scout team, but I was going to compete, and everyone else competed really hard, too. Yeah. Even the walk-on guys or third string or whatever, you might as well have fun and, and challenge the defense. Yeah. I we had that. a pretty good defense that year. Oh, God. So. <laughs> no doubt. That had to be zero fun on scout team. So with Jalen there, what was one of your favorite moments watching him? Uh, one of the best things you learned? Like, what attribute from him did you try and take? 
I just loved how like even keeled he was. Yeah. Like he still is like that and always has been like that. Stoic. But just that literally, like, like something good happens, you might get like a yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe with Jalen yeah. something bad. It's like all right, and then that's it. Like you could throw a pick or something in a you know SEC West game, and he wouldn't even be flustered. Yeah. So I just really enjoyed watching that. Um, and obviously his playmaking ability, like. You never knew in like a scrimmage or a game, Jalen would boom take off and yeah. he's out the gate for fifty yards, yeah. and no one's getting him on the ground. Kind of like so. you, yeah, right. <laughs> See, so in what Madden is that? Or something. Yeah, what's up with this? You know, lack of athleticism. I mean, yeah. there's plays all over the tape. Like, yeah. did you remind these guys? Hey, bro, I played tennis growing up. So did Drew, Drew Brees. I'm grilling him about like an NFL comp. Like, who's he like? Who's yeah. he like? What do you think? So, well, nobody complains about Matt Ryan. I yeah. mean. I love Matt Ryan. I thought Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. That's what Mac is. Yeah. He goes, nobody complains about Matthew Stafford's athleticism. Like right. that's where Mac is. Like, yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, Damn. You know, you're in a in a quarterback class with guys running four fours. Yeah. You know, like so. You know, I ran a four eight eight. So right. you're faster than that. Yeah. So I was like, dang. I mean, this. Guy, I don't. I'm scared to come out now. This yeah. is like, these guys are flying. Right. So. Is that just overblown? Like, yeah. Because there's a there's a five yard kind of box, right? This short right. area quickness idea. Absolutely. You just gotta move just enough. And Sark said you had this ability to move just enough, where right. where where you keep your body in a throwing position. Yeah. Um, you're you're on the right platform, and then you avoid just enough. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Is that something drilled into you? Yeah. Is that from tennis? Where did that come from? Yeah, it's a feel thing, but. Honestly, I worked really hard in drills and yeah. really just doing a lot of stuff by myself and obviously some stuff we did in practice with Sark and mm -hmm. having the freedom to do that. Like I said, you know, it wasn't always, all right, you have to take a three-step right here. Mm -hmm. like obviously, we'd have the right drop, but if I had to drift, it'd be mm -hmm. fine. Um, and the other thing is, like you said, it helps the, the receivers because they know that I'm not going to just put the ball down and run. Right, so they're right. always, like, they can get the ball if they're the fourth read, if they're the first read. So... That's something for me is they're always going to run hard because they know I'm just going to slide just enough to where I can get the ball down the field. Yeah. But with some guys, I mean, no names said, but like, you know, you, you drop your eyes and you're missing a dig route on, no on your fourth read. No and it's like, okay, yeah, you can run really fast, but can you get the ball to the guy that's even faster than you are? No <laughs> doubt. So he can go no make doubt. the play. Like, I'd rather have them make a handoff to them down the field yeah. in a way. So they can go make the yards. I got a little love uh, that flip play from oh, Ohio yeah. State. I thought you were gonna fake it and just take yeah, off. Yeah, I was the about middle. to, but yeah, they had the little hole player, and I saw him kind of go to the middle. Yeah, right. That was nice. That was nice. So when you, when when it starts to break down, because you're so good at at using your eyes, not just manipulating defenders downfield. I got some good clips of that, holding safeties, holding corners, whatever, using a quick pump fake. Mm. But when you attack the line of scrimmage and remain a passer. What, what's your thought process? Because it looks very clean. Like, yeah. I'm looking for this. If not, I'm gone. What, yeah. What's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, I want to be a passer until the last second. Yeah. So, last millisecond. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's literally, it could be that much time and a guy could get that open. Oh, yeah. So, for me, it's always keep your eyes up. I remember there's like a book out there by Terry Shea called Eyes Up. And like, oh, I remember wow. looking at it, it's like, if you don't have your eyes up, you're never going <laughs> to yeah. make any good plays. So, like, wow. for me, that kind of always stuck with me. It's just, when did you read that? I mean, I was young. My one of my quarterback coaches, uh, Joe D. Okay. You know, he he ran a camp and kind of brought it up. So I looked through. Eyes you up, know. all you young quarterbacks <laughs> yeah, there out you there. Go. Eyes up. Yeah, Let's go. So don't shout don't out look to Coach at the D. That's cool. Thank you, Coach yeah. D. You taught me something. I love it. Literally. So where was this guy when I was playing? 
um, views around. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm so curious about this because um, we got to sit down with Steve Young. We got to sit down um, with with some other quarterbacks, and you stuck this thing out. Sark spoke to your perseverance. Yeah, he said. You banked these reps over time, but you prepared like a starter over time. Um, he said he likened it to when I got a chance to play because Liner was there my first year. Yeah. John David Booty was there. I filled in a couple times just like you did for Tua. Yeah, and then when I got my chance to play for my one year, yeah. I was ready. Right. I was ready. I was prepared. I knew the system. I was confident. Yeah. And then as the season went on, the, the you just ride this wave and the trajectory goes up. Yes. <laughs> but I remember sitting in my dorm room, sitting in my apartment in college, like, Damn man, I want to play. Right. I know this stuff. I'm making flashcards. I'm drawing plays. Like, yeah. You know, I don't want to do scout team anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And so, it, it's one you know sentence. Right. On your Wikipedia page that oh Mac Jones sat for three and a half years. Yeah. But that feels like a lifetime at times. <laughs> Speak about you know the mental ups and downs during that time. Yeah. You know, wavering confidence at that time because I remember I experienced that. I was just like, man, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I. No, I gotta be good enough. I yeah. gotta play. I, you know, so you're fighting all this. Right. What was that like for you? Because yeah. it seems like forever. Yeah, I think coming in, obviously, from a physical standpoint, I really wasn't ready to play. So yeah. I kind of knew early on, at least, like I had to get better. So weight room, film, whatever I could do, find anything, find somebody to watch or a pro guy or whatever. Yeah. So I always did that. But then, like, you know, time goes on, you're in your redshirt sophomore, redshirt, you know, whatever year. You're like, all right, I want to get on the field. Like, I didn't ever complain about not playing to like any of the coaches or anything. But if you're competitive, you want to be on the right, field. Right. You want to help the team, most importantly. But for me, yeah, a lot of long nights, like throwing into a net or getting on my whiteboard or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And those kind of turn into, all right, now the receivers are coming out and throwing with me. Yeah. Even I'm still the backup or third string. And then now I'm a starter, and there's you know ten guys out there throwing with me. So. It just kind of progresses like that and no turn the long nights like you talked about into like great days on Saturday. So That's honestly, so cool. it was just a lot of a lot of like just time by myself, but also time, you know, getting the respect of my teammates, yeah. which they see that weight room, classroom, film room, whatever. But the extra time, especially when you're the backup, you got to put it in because you don't no get doubt. all those reps. So. No doubt. Who are your favorite pros to watch? Sark used to make us cut ups. Did he still make cut ups for you? A little bit. You yeah. Watch some of those guys. Okay. Yeah, we would watch like you know whatever, you know, Drew Brees or Brady or whoever, yeah. Matt Ryan. So for me, I like watching Tom Brady, yeah. honestly. Um, like the way he maneuvers in the pocket and how like precise he is and pre-snap, post-snap breed. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I like watching him, but I also like watching like, you know, the Brett Favre's of the world or Aaron yeah. Rodgers or people who are really, really creative. So yeah, I kind of like, your guy Mark Brunel. You're, I thought you were Jacksonville. Yeah, guy. there you go. <laughs> That's what I meant. We Mark Brunel growing up. There we go. I love it. I love. It. He's your guy, right? Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, the teal is real. Yeah. That's what he used to tell me all the time. Goes, Don't the you sleep on the teal? Real. The teal's real. I love it. Yeah, you guys have this arsenal of receivers. Can all of them be number ones? Can Jay, can Devontae Smith and Jalen both be number ones if they go somewhere, or would one of them be better suited as a two? How does that yeah. how does that work? How do you think that plays out for you? Just kind of situation yeah. specific, or yeah, I think Smitty, um, you know, he can play out wide, um, you know, very well. He blocks well. He can also play slot, as we saw Sark moving him around and stuff. But with Waddle, I mean, he's smaller, but I've seen him play outside yeah. like perfectly fine. But in the slide, just creates that mismatch 
with the star or dime guy. So quick. Where it's just, you can't even do anything about it. Yeah. You have to play corners over, put two guys on them to stop yeah. them. So they're like interchangeable in a way, but honestly, the teams are going to need them to step up if they're going to be, you know, first round guys, which they are. Um, and they're going to make plays right away. You put them in the backfield. For yeah. all I know. Dude, I <laughs> and mean, they'll, they make, look, they'll make something happen. They so. look great. What yeah. about um, w- when you watch your guys' tape, you guys are moving pre-snap so much. I yeah. mean, shifts, motions, fake shifts, fake motions, yeah. fake, uh, you boomerangs. know, like boomer. Yes, yeah. boomerangs. That's what Sark said yesterday, where he's like going to go around the whole formation and then come back. <laughs> what is, what's all that about? I mean, yeah. you're just comfortable with that. It looked like you were totally in control. Even when guys screwed it up, you'd, you know, give them the sign. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 all right, everybody stop, everybody stop. <laughs> Reload it. Give yeah. me a 20 second time out yeah. here. <laughs> You stand here. You stand over here, please. Yeah, All right, we good? Let's go. Like, but yeah. that takes time. That takes confidence. That yeah. takes reps. I think, you know, Sark did a really good job of it and practicing it. And, you know, we didn't really, it looked really hard, but it really wasn't because it was the same formations. We were just adding, which is hard, but we're adding shifts and motions, yeah. bumps, jumps, moving the back. But at the end of the day, it just takes reps. And yeah. we got comfortable with it. And like you said, if... Sometimes it's like, okay, all right, I forgot this one, or not me, but other people around me. I'm like, yeah. hey, slow down. All right, it's this formation, go over there. Like, forget the shift, yeah, forget yeah, yeah. the motion, stay there. Yeah. So that's the other part of it. But you know, if you're if you're gonna do shifts, bumps, and motions, and all that, you also have to be able to correct it as a quarterback. So right. obviously, Sark showed a lot of trust in me, but it's also because he, you know, coached me really well. So yeah, no I doubt. knew exactly where they were shifting to, why they were shifting there what I could get, most importantly, from the defense. See, that that's where I was hoping you would go with yeah. the answer because it, it's its so important. That if you do it just for window dressing, right. then you really you're doing it just to on. do it. Right. But if you're if you're gaining information, yeah. trying to get a half-man advantage, whatever, right. on a boomerang to throw him a quick swing, we yeah. got that one coming up in your film preview yeah. for you. <laughs> um, you know, but those things were uh, Yeah, it's just, it makes it impressive. easier. It looks hard, but makes it easier because yeah. you're getting the information that you need. And people are evolving. Defenses are playing no corners over man or zone and playing linebackers playing a zone on a oh, yeah. running back. So it looks like man, but it might be zone. So yeah. you got to be careful with doing that. And people watch your tape and figure out what you do. So by the end of the day, no one really could figure it out because we were one step ahead. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to watch. All right, let's watch some of that tape. Sweet. All right, we're gonna rip through some of this film. The most important thing I saw on this play, empty formation, you look very comfortable and empty. A basic NFL play, nine yard stop, seams, and then some sort of choice route by your guy over the middle, who you think's gonna be pretty good, huh? Yeah, Slade. He's pretty good, he's <laughs> oh, a good yeah. player. But I loved just your subtle movement. Is yeah. this drill work? It's what a is feel this? thing, I mean, you're in five-man pro, so you might have to slide a little bit, mm-hmm. especially with games, but they're just playing like six buzz. So I, I kind of knew or I could take the hitch if I wanted it. And the seam, maybe, that safety's gonna be waiting on him and then Slade's over the ball so I just had to find a way to get it to Slade right there so I recognize where my third read was yeah and, and it's boom boom so. and it looks like your eyes are up you feel the game you're not yeah. watching the game exactly. you know what I mean and the game we're talking obviously these end going first and then the tackle hitting it around yes. after but you're staying on platform and then not being afraid knowing you're gonna maybe take a shot there yes you know I, I'm a believer and you need about a yard and a half of movement in the pocket to create space for yourself. And Mac really bought into that. And he never panicked and felt like he moved too far right. or just completely flushed the pocket. Thought there's just a good feel here. Mm-hmm. And one thing that that he did do a really nice job of, over two years of him playing, even the year before when he was the backup, he never flinched at free rushers. Yeah. He always stood his ground. There was a lot of contact courage involved, yeah. knowing he was gonna get hit and remained really accurate. 
let's talk about some of these RPOs because Sark likened it to a second baseman. Right. Turning a double play. Like, your hand's got to be quick. Exactly. And it, it goes back to the old adage. It's like, does he throw a, co- a, a catchable ball? Yeah. Um, and that was something Bill Walsh had said to me years ago. And you see it. I mean, a lot of these guys, you throw that ball a little bit behind them and you leave some meat on the bone, and now you're, yeah, it's a first down, it's a good play, but that should have scored, kind of. We, I only have so many of those on my call sheet, you know? <laughs> as soon as you get your read key, it looks like number six in the box here is your read key, and your eyes are on them with the mesh point, trust in the back. Yeah. Talk about these RPOs and why you're so comfortable with them. Yeah, we rep these a lot, like almost every first throw in practice, you know, uh-huh. get a couple RPOs and quick ball out type things. Yeah. Like, so you work it, and it's just a natural throw. And he got a year under his belt with me, backing up Tua, and I think those banked reps in practice really yeah. helped him. It's all part of the development piece, right? That's, right? that's the whole idea of when you play, play great. Yep. This is a great example of just recognizing the coverage, going from one high, and then the safety's rotating, staying in one high, and now working the RPO with kind of that bubble slant action yeah. and throwing it off the safety skying down. So, again, just really good vision, trusting his mesh point and his footwork with the running yeah. back that – the runner's going to get to where he needs to get to so that he can keep his eyes on his read key and ultimately deliver again another really accurate ball. I mean, he's barely even moving in the pocket. Like, his feet just quickly shuffle, balls out. I love that. This is this is great. Right here, you can tell it's a loaded box, so I just mesh the ball to get the backers to suck up a little bit. Yeah. And then throw the ball over the top, but why did my foot go behind? <laughs> So I get mad about that. And then, of course, maybe... So you're nitpicky on yourself. You're your own worst critic, huh? Oh, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? You know, we say it all the time in coach speak, a yard in front of his front number, right? That's where we want this ball thrown. But that's where this ball is getting thrown, right? He never breaks stride. It's a catch and run opportunity. It's a first and 10 call, and we get 12. Free free yards, man. I think it's just him recognizing, again, we got man coverage. All right, how did he play it? He's caught behind. Ball's out. Bam. Sark said you were one of the best at the accuracy on these underneath yeah. throws, in and around the line of scrimmage, behind right. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's he always right. says yard in front of the front number kind of thing, and yeah. you're, you know, yeah, just to keep them moving. Yeah, it goes back to like bank reps, whether it's routes on air or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's really a skill. Like it looks easy, but if you throw that here, he's going to get tackled right there, and we got to play a new set of downs. So yeah, exactly. It allows him to catch and run. Sark said in the meetings during the week, he said, this might score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could score. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we used to predict for sure. <laughs> yeah, right? You got to pick your play. You got to pick your scores. Yeah, so this is another empty third down. I love this because I don't think there's enough said. You run these routes on air in practice and you have space. You know, it's five, yeah. it's rhythmic, it's hitch and throw. But this is more commonplace in a game right. than a rhythmic five hitch and throw. Guys are in your face. You can't fully step into the throw. You got to kind of short step it, give it as much juice as you can. Right. And you clearly have the arm strength to do that. Where does this comfort level come from? because you look so comfortable here. Honestly, it's just knowing where to go with the ball. So if I didn't know where to go, then maybe you get a little more antsy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're playing like a, a double buzz look here. Mm-hmm. Kind of just boom. Right off the back foot, plenty yeah. of juice on that. And then the anticipation too, knowing he's going to be in the right spot, that comes with reps, yes, practice. absolutely. Because he has a read on this play too. Yeah, you know, he if can he thought, sit, right? right if he, he thought it was zone, he could sit down more, which it's kind of zone and man a little bit. He's getting right. matched in a way, so. Like a matching zone, yeah. Yeah, so he's doing a good job. More motion, more shifts. Holy cow, you guys can't <laughs> stay static. Now it's the next step of of this RPO game, right? right? So you're not only 
reading a potential lineman or backer to know handoff or throw. Right. But now it's handoff, throw one, or throw two. Yeah. It's really like three, you're just I'm adding listening. layers yeah. and stuff <laughs> because of all the guys you got in the route. Right. It's like run, play action. Yeah. All. It's a lot of stuff. And people be like, oh, it's just a slant. But it really isn't just a slant. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. And we were running a lot of bubbles. Mm -hmm. So this was the complement off the bubble. Yeah. The slant with the bubble and then on the backside. We got a little like nine stop. Is your throwaway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slash, if you really love it. So again, we're getting an indicator. We're getting post high defense. Mm -hmm. So again, if they were coming to bump the slot, we had a little bit of an adjustment off of the yeah. bubble action to kind of slip it and come back inside. Yeah. The quick. But if you notice yeah. that little pump fake. Yeah. Kind of to the bubble. Yeah. And then slipping the guy back inside. Mm -hmm. And keeping his feet underneath him, mm -hmm. you know, those those are little things that that comes with confidence, right? That no comes doubt. with running plays and knowing how much time you have yeah. to, to get them done. Notre Dame actually picked up on my motion indicator. It's like when I would go behind, um, they would roll their safety down. Oh, late. So we made the adjustment. Sark and I kind of were like, "Hey, let's throw a, a slant behind it." When he's so this was out. in game. Yeah, this was an in game. Oh, adjustment. nice. Okay, Sarky. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Go There's ahead, actually another baby. story off this play. We were playing A&M. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even the starter two years ago um, at A&M. So we ran this play, and we hit it a few times. Yeah. And then we literally drew it up on the whiteboard to run the sluggo off of it. And then Ruggs scored. And, like, we literally drew it up in the dirt. I love that it. was the backup, and I just went up to Sark, and I was like, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so what did you do after this one? Did you give him, like, the gun hand? Did you just give him, or was it like a golfer at the Masters? Just a yeah, quick just little, a nice little. <laughs> hey, like, thank, thanks, yeah. Gallery. You know, what do you give him? No, I mean, on this one, it's just a, a great play. I mean, a just, big old man just, hug, yeah. and just cheese out. It's a great a play, but it's like, more about how we adjusted that yeah. fired me up. You know what I'm saying? And then Coach Saban was like, all right, I'm cool with it. Just don't screw it up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work, then we both get Then we got problems? We get ripped. This is what I was talking about, the discernment of getting rid of the ball. You get a pressure on a run action here. It's essentially like a waggle with pulling the backside guard. You got a shot play called. You're in the high red. It's first and 10 like you talked about. Yeah. So it's touchdown to check down mentality. And this one, your check down's even essentially covered. But right there, I mean, it's just no problem. Yeah. Saying, Uncle, Sark used to say it when we were in school, don't make me chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right? <laughs> Literally. Did he ever hit you with those? Yeah, oh yeah. So That was like not as much, but I remember that one. Don't make a bad play worse. Right? Yes, exactly. yes. Don't make a bad play a tragedy, yeah, right? Like, like fender bitter and your fatality. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> like He's like you pull up to an intersection and yeah. there's yeah, a crash wanna... already. Don't just go run into it, right? Like put on the brakes yeah, and out. stop the car, yeah. you know, get out, maybe assess the situation. <laughs> Just He's like, throw the ball away, move on yeah. with your life. How hard is what, what Mac Jones does right here for quarterbacks? I know it's hard, but what does he do? He just sails this thing in the third row. And you're like, oh, that's a boring play. But this has to happen. If you can't run a 4-4, you got to be able to do this. How, how is he able to say uncle? Well, I just think, A, you need to fail a few yeah. times not saying uncle, right? <laughs> right. And you need to try to scramble around and take a sack here. Yeah. A, and then put yourself in second and 20 football, which there's no good call on any call sheet for second and 20. <laughs> and it's not fun playing quarterback in second and 20. Right. B, you try to force a throw off your back foot and ultimately possibly throw a pick. And so you got to learn the hard way that way. But through maturity, and he's gotten a lot of banked reps throughout his career, it's, you know what, it's first and 10. We're in the high red. Coach Sark's taking a shot here. I don't have it. I'm going to throw it away. And we can, we can live in second and 10 football. And I think that this is just a great example of just 
kind of where he's at from a cerebral standpoint of understanding the game. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, we're going to get you on a slip and slide. Yeah. Teach, teach you how to slide. <laughs> we got to work on the slide a little bit. I mean, well, this man, is a funny story about My man slide. came in hot on this This is slide. a funny story. So if you notice on his left leg... He's got a bandage He's already got it bandaged. Yeah. So he goes to run, and we've talked quite a bit about this. You know, with the new rule, when you go to slide, yeah. you're declared down as soon as you initiate the slide. Right. And we talked a lot about just utilizing a little bit more of a dive as opposed to a slide. Well, here he comes, and... He's stuck between a dive and a slide. He doesn't want to rip his leg up anymore. Just kind of a gallop. Oh. I'm not sure whose slide was worse, him or Matt Leinert's. But the reality of it is that he's trying to protect himself. Go ahead. So Explain yourself. So it's third down. I'm pure progression. Okay, nothing's there. I run. I was going to dive. So like I was going to jump and dive. Uh -huh. So that's why I jumped up in the air. Because if you slide, they mark you down. So I didn't really know where I was. So I tried to jump. You to knew you were past yards. the stick, but other right. than that, it was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything after this but is like, gravy. Exactly. But Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Yeah, so that was... Okay. At least it was the first down. How about throwing on the run? Yeah, this is something I've been working on a lot, um, especially in the offseason and... You know, that's a, this is kind of one time that we did it in the red zone, really. I yeah. mean, we did it a few times, but... This is a hard throw. He's really accurate on the run. You know, we utilized it quite a bit with him this year. Off-schedule throws, it showed up. Mm -hmm. you know, people don't know about him. You know, he grew up a tennis player. Yeah. Um, so that movement, a lot of those movements from tennis, I think, really correlate to him throwing on the run really well. But he was definitely very accurate on he's the starting, move. He's starting to like run away with this thing and leave it up in the air. He's got a little, <laughs> he's got something to him. He definitely has got, got a, a little, little box. Yeah, like a you know, little shit to him. Yeah, no, but he, you need that. You, you have to. I feel like you knew it right there. Yeah. Because I see you doing your little fadeaway. Yeah. <laughs> I see you just like you're backpedaling down the court right, after right. just, you know, that three pointer's going in. Yeah, true. I mean, this is just a. You were feeling it. Yeah, this is a feel of play. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you got to throw it right to the right spot. Oh, yeah. Or else, you know, he's got to. I think it might have hit the top of the pylon. Yeah, literally. That's what my rule was hit the pylon. So. That was awesome. I don't know how he got much better. <laughs> so how many of these did you throw into a net? How many of these did you work on with this guy? I mean, we're talking a couple or hundreds. Well, we put this play in a little bit later, but we actually, the reason Sark put this back in was in the, in the springtime when, like, COVID was going on. Yeah. We were running, like, one-on-ones in, in the red zone. We kept running fades. And I was like, we should put in a fade comeback. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there we go, like, however many months later. And with the sprint out. Isn't yeah. that wild? How yeah, it's it, crazy. It ends up and playing Sark out. And listened you know, it's like some coordinators would be like, oh, sure. screw you. you yeah, yeah, no doubt. But at least he listened no to what we had to say. Okay, we can't do only good plays. There's a bad one coming up, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like change it up plays, a little too. bit. Okay, this was the naked. You guys end up coming back kind of and hitting. Watch, number five looks like he's just playing the motion. Yeah. And boom, he comes off the edge. Yeah, this is hot. This is a tough one. Sark took a little credit for this one. Yeah. Just so you know. Just Thanks, so you Sark. Know. Well, this was really on me. I, I probably should have checked out of this. We didn't have a built-in check for him on the play, mm -hmm. so I'm going to take a little coaching error on this one. <laughs> boom, you try and get the ball away from him, which I understand, and there goes the ball out. Yeah. What are you thinking right there? Ball's yeah. out. You're getting... I'm a dead man. I mean, Ragged he's got me. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst feeling in the world. Just getting yanked around, too. thrown I mean, down. Like, just like a little, 
I don't know, like an ornament falling on the ground during Christmas or something. <laughs> you can't really do anything about it, but you just hope that somebody jumps on it. And then when you get back to the sideline, what was your demeanor? We scored on the next drive, so yeah. that all goes back to just recalculating, and you're going to get mad about that play. But mm -hmm. just play the next play. Here's one thing I've always loved about Mac, even from the year before when he got, a, you know, he started a few games and started the Auburn game. Mm -hmm. You know, th this play in the national championship game could have sent some guys into a spiral. Yeah. Right. He comes right back off. He comes off the field. There's the turnover. He comes off the field. He gets the guys together. Hey, we're going to be okay. It's my fault. We'll settle it down. And he comes right back out the very next drive. Bang, we go score. And I think that just lends to. Football is a game of adversity, right? Yep. How we respond to that adversity is what's so critical to our success moving forward. And I, I thought he always handled adversity really, really well. Yeah. And then what's your process right after that bad play? Like, do I got to breathe five times? What's yeah. your... I usually do like breathing, um, like Navy SEAL breathing. Yeah. So I do that. And then, you know, if Sark knows I'm kind of mad, he'll let me do my own thing and Saban will come up to me and, you know, all right, we're good. Let's go. And it's like, all right, new play. So all right. it takes all right. a little bit, but... Okay, so they're running the same blitz. Did you have any reservations? Like, oh, baby, we might have the same result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Yeah, this is really the same idea, like half right. roll. And yeah. I saw him come free. Same like, dude. Yeah, number five. Yeah. Baron Browning. And I was like, all right, I got to get this one out. I'm not letting him get me again. So I knew someone's got to cover the back. I don't know if he thought he had the back or what they what their rules were. But I saw it, and I knew, all right, Najee's going to be wide open. So... That was awesome. Just kind of an instinctual... It's a little fadeaway, dude. Yeah, a little fadeaway jumper. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. This, this is, is great. The stripe on your helmet is telling me the story. Yeah. Because I can see where your eyes are looking and where you're moving this deep safety. Yep. What's that all about? How did you know? Yeah, so... It's a matchup thing, a speed thing. Where are you going? Yeah, so, like, it's speed. We have three speed guys on the left side of the formation, so... Mm -hmm. Our defense rarely does it, but it's called like three up is three defense. Mm -hmm. So the mic has to carry three speed mm -hmm. up, you know, vertically. Yep. It was just a really good play call on our side, but you also have to move that safety. Otherwise, he'll. He sits balls. on top because he yeah. knows where he's got to help. Yeah. yeah. And his weakness of his I defense. Think he just saw my eyes. I was like, this guy's about to throw whatever, maybe that digger. And then the trajectory of the ball, yeah, like. Just lay it. Lay it up enough where this guy can't recover, right? Exactly. It can't be a moonshot. Right, right. But it can't be at the linebacker's yeah, like head. Yeah. Yeah. That was impressive, man. Eyes. I love yeah. it. I mean, you're throwing that middle seam. Yeah. You're not throwing the cross hash. You're throwing out here. Yeah. If I'm the safety and I'm watching this, keep that in your um, arsenal because these defensive backs, especially young quarterbacks, they're going to look right, right where they got to go. Hey, man, this guy tells you everywhere he's going to go with the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, my dad is... actually, <laughs> my dad never played football, but like we were, I was in high school and I yeah. would stare people down. He was like, just use He's your eyes, get... like look off, you know? He's like, you gotta do the look off. He loves the look off. I love it. Text me after the scrimmage and be like, look off more. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I there's it. a lot of people. Is that, that a tennis that. thing too? Because I don't play much Not tennis, really. but is I it mean, like you a... can't really do a no look, but I guess if you're like hitting a volley and you yeah, look right? the other way. I don't know, but Okay. Don't play tennis at all? A little bit. If I can get out there, I'll get out there. Just go but... mess around. Here's another play that I mean, you're gonna run in the NFL at some point, but this Halfback option, go through your mentality yeah. because I, I said this to Sarga. I was like, I remember the day you installed this for some reason, but it was essentially like, especially to your left, you're resetting and ready to throw an outbreaking route yes. and you react to everything else, Correct. right? I mean, yeah. that's the way he still installs it. Yeah. He looked at me like, damn, how'd you remember that? Yeah. I was just like, dude, you just. <laughs> yeah, you this is, you know, buzz again. So for me, I knew I was going to get a one on one with the line, like the linebacker on the back. 
but you also have to worry about the buzz player. Mm-hmm. So if he did get involved, I'd come back to the comeback. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Najee crushed the guy. So yeah, you know, he could honestly sit versus zone, but. I see what he's doing, and he did a good job getting open. And you confirmed it, and then I thought the placement of the ball without yes. forcing him too far right, in front. Right, and then get smoked by yeah. the safety. Yeah, yeah. so this is still a called run, just Split flow zone, outside zone. zone. Yeah. Yep. So essentially here, you've got a loaded box. You're going to start counting cows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, why mess around with all this traffic in here? Let's just go one-on-one up top. What's your mentality on back shoulders? Because this is impressive throw, man. I kind of saw him really moving and, and shut him down. Is that how I describe it? Shut, shut him shut down. down okay, make yeah. him throttle down. I yeah. like that. Okay, great. Because some guys are saying, throw it at this, this throw yeah. it there. I like so that. Just put it to where he can shut down and still catch it. And that was a really good catch, too. What's this all about? <laughs> okay. Right here, you're dealing. Right. I mean, you're ready to throw this underneath ball. Yeah. Right here. And you go with the pump fake. Were you really going to throw it to him? Yeah, I mean, it looked I like was it was. Maybe hit hit him early right there, or just try and move a defender because like, I wanted that defender yeah. to pin down on Miller, the tight end. Yeah, and then kind of let it go to Jaleel over the top. I thought you were gonna just yeah. scramble for this yeah. there and then. <laughs> yeah, it's third and three, and that's really my fourth read. Really scramble fourth read. So <laughs> this is awesome. These guys know, man. They can yeah. get the ball anytime, and they're talking about, hey, man, this guy can't extend plays. What are we talking about here? Yeah. This is an extended play. <laughs> Yeah, on true. third and three, this breaks the defense back. Yeah, true. Some things like that, you just you see the little things, and people don't always notice, but that's awesome. It's all about moving the chains. Great, dude. Appreciate your time. This was awesome, man. I think you got a bright future. You got all the tools. A team's gonna be very happy with you, and um, you know, keep grinding, man. Awesome. Thanks, Appreciate man. You. Appreciate Thank you. it. We're here to talk all about Mac Jones at the Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium with the one and only new head coach of the University of Texas, Steve Sarkeesian. We're at Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium, your new home. How's it feel, man, in the burn orange, the hook'em horns? How you feeling? Oh, you like it? I I actually do. They've always had great gear, so. No, it's been great. You know, I've always said throughout my career, this has always been one of the, you know, blue bud programs in the country. And, um... There's a lot of great things about the job, clearly, starting with the history and tradition of the program. I've always loved the uniforms, I have to admit. So cool. These are cool uniforms, man. And we've got a great, you know, just alumni base. It's a great institution, um, awesome recruiting, you know, area to recruit to. So through it all, you know, just lucky and fortunate that this all came together for me and uh, at the right time. So it's great. Yeah. You introduced me to so much when it comes to football, but you also taught me about... Um, the finite things and and important details of playing the position of quarterback. And when I watched you as a coach early in the week, writing down all the plays on the call sheet with a thin expo marker, not the thick expo marker, the thin one, you'd have the personnel, you'd write out the entire play, and sometimes I'd mosey in your office and you're blasting Journey, you're blasting some DJ mix, and boom, you'd sit me down on the couch and say, hey, check this out, Marky. Look what we got on third down. (laughs) Look what we got in the red zone for you. I'm dialing up these ball plays for you. What do you think? And you would get me so excited for those plays. You'd instill so much confidence. And that's the way it's been through your entire career. I'm looking through these guys, Coach. This is impressive. Carson, Liner, John David bounced around the league for a minute. Me, uh, Jake Locker at Washington. Some of the guys you were with at Alabama. I mean, now we're talking about Mac Jones. What is this all about? There's something to you 
that that's well, following you around. It's the work ethic. It's the standard you set. What is that? Well, I think one, you know, I get to do what I love to do. You know, I, I think so many people have to go to work and they go to work. Yeah. Uh, I'm working, but I get to, you know, I do what I love, you know, and I love what I do. You know, I do think it is important to instill confidence in you guys. I, I do think it's important that, that you have confidence in me, right? Right. And if I'm walking in, biting my fingernails and, and, and really concerned, then you're probably going to feel the same way. And so I really f- try to feel like there's a, there's a level of confidence, maybe a little borderline arrogance involved, um, maybe sometimes false, just to make <laughs> you guys feel good. But the reality of it is, you put in the work, you put in the time, you got to believe what you call, um, and you got to believe in the players to execute them. Um, and I think the flip side of it, too, is we really try to be as flexible as we can be. You know, every one of you guys had a different skill set. You know, Carson, you know, 6'5", great arm. The guy felt like a jugs machine. You know, he could just throw and throw. Leinert had such a good feel and was so smart. Jake Locker was such a good athlete, you know. Tua had such a quick release and the instincts. And, you know, Mac Jones was like this just grinder, you know, put yeah. in the work, studied, prepared, and then you just start to play to the strengths. You start to figure out, you know, what you, all of you guys did well, and then keep putting you back in those positions to do the things that you do well while we were working on maybe on some of the other areas right. that we knew we needed your game to grow in. And so the reality of it is, you know, with success comes confidence. Um, with with confidence comes now we can start to branch out more, and it's, uh, it's worked out, you know, year in and year out. It's really impressive. Um, with Max specifically, well, before we get to Mac, let's let's start with the way the games changed. And we touched yeah. on this right before we started the interview, but I only had three snaps from the shotgun my entire senior year of playing or last year of football at SE. Now everything's in the gun. And then the other main difference is this transfer portal. I mean, Mac Jones came in in a quarterback class. He was in a quarterback room with Jalen Hurts, Tua, and him. And I mean, he was like, an afterthought in right. most people's eyes. Then you guys get Bryce Young, and now he's bookended by these superstars, and he sticks it out. It's almost like Clay Matthews. You remember yeah. at SC, yeah. like a guy who had everybody in front of him was 150 pounds soaking wet, and then he sticks it out, gets bigger, works on his body, learns the game. Talk about the, the way the game's changed schematically to the shotgun, and then Mac Jones sticking it out, and how rare that is. Yeah, it's it, the game changing. It was crazy, you know. I, I do. Th- I think back to you playing and, and John David and Leinert and I mean Carson. You guys were never in the gun. I mean, it was like a big deal. To it was get, a treat. It was a big deal to get in the <laughs> shotgun. Uh, and then when I went to Washington and I had inherited Jake Locker, they were a zone read quarterback run team and so I kind of got forced into the shotgun a little bit and we just kind of went for it and then since then came the RPOs yeah. and then uh, now it's the play action pass off the RPOs and the game is kind of almost evolving back to some degree but but it's funny what, through it all like the plays that have withstood the test of time oh, yeah. we're still running oh, yeah. you know we're still running plays from 20 years ago oh, yeah. and they still work oddly enough. It's, it's amazing drive, yeah Seahawk it's amazing like the, how that all works out for you so um, but I do think you need to adapt you know I, I do think you need to change and change with the times or, or even stay ahead of the times and try to find new areas and new ways to, to move the football because defenses are changing too oh, and no. there's great coaches and you have to continue to evolve and, and we try to do that the other part of it is you know I think in this day and age you know one of the lost traits in all of this, whether it's high school football, even into college football, is this idea of perseverance. Um, 
And there's something about perseverance that hardens a person, mm -hmm. that maybe there's a little bit more grit involved, um, that appreciates the opportunity when they do get it, mm -hmm. that nothing's handed to them. And, and Mac, a lot like yourself, when you came into SC, it was like, of course you wanted to play. Yep. Um, but there Those was two years were yeah, probably the best for me. There was Matt Leinert, yeah. there was John David Booty, and now here you came in. By the time it was time for you to play, I don't remember me telling you this. I remember the conversation. I said, Mark, when you play, I don't want you just to play or to play good. I want you to play great. Mm -hmm. And you did. And it was a one-year starter, and you ended up being the fifth pick in the draft. And I think for Mac, it was very similar. Um, there was Jalen, there was Tua. Um, and he stuck it out. He just kept working, he kept working, he kept working. And all of a sudden, two was gonna leave for the NFL draft and here comes Bryce Young. And I remember having the same conversation with Matt kind of early on was, hey, when your time comes, I want you to play great. And he clearly did. And I do think there's something about earning that opportunity. And when the opportunity presents itself, um, you take it and you run with it. Yeah. And both of you guys are great examples of that. I mean, he just looks so confident when we watch his tape. He's so sure of himself. He's, he knows exactly where to go, and his anticipation, that only comes from all that studying you're talking about. It makes so much sense. Um, when, you, when you set this standard, now that you're at Texas, and I, and I know you'll establish it here, but you, you used to tell us we'd wear yellow jerseys at practice and remind us that we wear yellow jerseys not just at practice, but wherever we are. And as a quarterback, you set yourself, you're one of the guys, but you also you set yourself apart, and you have to hold yourself to a standard to the point where when I tried to mosey into a team meeting, <laughs> team meeting room early in the morning and I rolled out of bed 10 minutes before, my hair's disheveled, I got sleep in my eyes, and you just, whoom, five fingers on the chest, like, where do you think you're going? And you made me go down and take a shower so I looked presentable before the team meeting. At the time, I was like, what a jerk. Like, this guy's an asshole, because I barely knew you, and I'm like, this is crazy. But it, it instilled in me that idea of, Man, this is different. Like you need to set a higher standard. How do you how do you teach the kids that? Do you tell fun stories like that? Do you remind them of stuff you've been through? Whatever it is, how do you get them to that point to remind them that now they're wearing black jerseys here, right? right. I think the QBs is a big deal. It's a big deal to be the quarterback. What do you tell them? Well, I think one is I remind them, A, you chose to play quarterback. You know, the quarterback position didn't choose you. Sure. You chose a position. And with that, playing quarterback, it's not just about throwing curl routes or slant routes or go routes. It, it's a full-time job. Um, a, your teammates look to you for um, the temperature of the day, um, for how we, how we act and who we are, not just in the building but outside the building. Um, but you also represent just, not just yourself. You represent this football program. You represent the great players who have played before you. You represent the university, you represent your family at home, you represent uh, your high school team, your high school coaches, um, because people know who you are. And the reality of it is you have to accept that responsibility. If you can't, it's gonna be hard. Yeah. Um, and once you can kind of understand that, that yeah, you show up every day, showered, ready to go to work. Presentable. Um, that not only is it present, but I think it puts you in the right frame right. of mind too, right. that hey, you know, I'm gonna be the best version of myself today. And part of that is get myself cleaned up, coming to work, I'm a professional at what I do, I represent all of these guys. And when you can set that standard, then generally your teammates follow. And again, no position chooses you. And, and the quarterback doesn't, you know, the, the quarterback position didn't choose the quarterback. You chose to play quarterback, 
this is all that is entails, and this is the responsibilities that, that you that you incur. And I think the guys get it. They yeah. don't always get it early on. No doubt. Uh, but, <laughs> but I think over time, yeah. part of my job is to when you grow up and you get into the real world like yourself, yeah. you can look back at some of those moments and be like, ah, oh, now I get it. Yeah. And hopefully you can pass those things on. I just, I remember saying some of those things later in my career and you know, you kind of say stuff that your dad tells you. Well, I used to say stuff that Sark would tell me because of w what you instilled in me. So I'd be with Dak Prescott or Mitch Trubisky and I remember the dog days of training camp at USC and guys are lollygagging around and you just pull me aside and say, hey, this practice is the drizzling shits. <laughs> Pick it up, let's go, it starts with you, you know? And so I'd grab those guys and remind them, hey man, footwork sucks today, what's the deal? Yeah. Get on, oh yeah, all right, all right, I'm on it, I'm on it. And there's something to that. So um, I'm so excited for these young kids here at Texas to get that. What was it about Mac? He sticks it out, he has uh, this incredible year last year, and then it just seemed to grow, the momentum, his confidence, everything. What What is an NFL team getting with a kid like this? Like, what, what should they be most excited about? Well, I think, A, they're getting a, a guy who's NFL ready to play. He's in a very fortunate situation in that, you know, I went and spent two years with the Falcons mm -hmm. being an offensive coordinator and then brought back a lot of those, you know, concepts, principles, and incorporated that into an offense that was really well done from a college standpoint and from an RPO and things of that nature. So we got a really good blend. I think that the, the second part to that is he learned to prepare like he was in the NFL mm -hmm. while he was in college. Yeah. And um, I think it's not going to be so much of the learning curve, A, of some of the schemes and concepts that are getting ran in the NFL. Uh, I think, B, there won't be such a learning curve of, of preparation for a game right. because he's already preparing that way. Um, and then thirdly, you know, a lot of it in the NFL, the coordinators have to take their shots. And yeah. you never know when those shots are going to be there, but you have to take them and you have to have trust in the quarterback yeah. to make really good decisions, to check the ball down, uh, whatever that may be. And we did a lot of that with Mac this year. Yeah. We, we took a lot of shots. And when it wasn't there, he really utilized his checkdowns, his second, third, and fourth reads on plays. And that became very natural to him. It became very normal. There wasn't, there was never any panic to him when that occurred. Um, and I think a lot of those things are gonna carry over for him to where the transition's gonna help him early on. Yeah. Third overall, Mac Jones. Not my pick. <laughs> it's not my pick. Every, all these guys want to call me and ask about them or yeah. about the receivers and all these yeah. guys. Hey, would you take him here? I tell them all the same answer. It's not, it's not my, my pick. pick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wash your hands with that. Okay. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.